You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Uh, Joined as always by my buddy Garrett. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, guys? Oh, you're yelling today. Full on yo's. Full on yo's. Let's start out with the chaos of the week from the Oscars. Hard hard slaps. Like, what? Hard slaps. Dude, I didn't think that was real when I saw it. I mean, this is the fresh Prince of Bel-Air assaulting people. The on more TV. and more I watch it, it seems it was just a quick meltdown. But uh, watching everybody like evaluate it, too, I heard Brendan Schaub say something good like right after it happened. He's like, I appreciate you standing up for your girl or whatever. But he's like, what happens if The Rock says that or Jason Momoa says that? You're not like walking up there and doing that at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, n- nobody's slapping those guys. Like let's not, be honest, not a chance. Nobody. No chance. <clears throat> I just couldn't believe that it happened, and I thought that Chris Rock really handled uh, it like a champ. I mean, number one, not pressing charges, and uh, kind of just carrying yeah. on with it. But I mean, just the fact that like that happened to let's not forget a stand-up comedian making right. jokes. If that happened at a club or anywhere, like this is what they do is make jokes. It wasn't even that egregious. No, I, like Ricky Gervais is way harsher than right. Uh, I mean, Rock. you can come back to the narrative of that. It's a. I, I didn't realize she was suffering from alopecia, but either way, it was not. He was like, "Oh, that's the one that got you." Like whenever he said it, and you could, see, <laughs> you could see his response. It's just like, uh, I thought the other jokes were a little bit more like sideswipey, but. It was just a moment. It was a Shocker. moment in time where Will Smith was trying to prove his manhood and just everything. I, I don't know. I heard of a Scientology reference too that somebody just said that he he had to slap him. Apparently, that's very common in the Scientology uh, neighborhood. So, oh, what if somebody disrespects right, your or wife? If somebody just disrespects you. I think more or less like you. The open hand slap is like accepted i don't know i just read this <laughs> and i heard schultz talking about it too so i don't know wait wait, wait. is will smith a scientologist yeah, huge. like huge oh and i didn't know that. He, i saw Dang. like saying something like tom cruise would have slapped him had he not slapped chris rock <laughs> oh, Jesus. i don't know well those scientologists need to right. calm down stop slapping people anyway let's jump on to the this week's we got monty franklin we got Antonio Garcia Martinez and then Ali Sadiq. Yes, sir. Monty Franklin. Australian dude. Comedian. Yeah. Funny Kinda. guy. He was good on this episode. He's pretty yeah. chilled. Dude. Surfer. He reminded me of uh, one, one of your guys. Is, uh, he reminded me of a guy from the UK, to be honest. But I think he gets that. Well, Joe did that English accent at the beginning, and it was uh, pretty terrible, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, He said that his cousin was in the story of the Blue Lagoon. Have you heard that? Have you seen that movie? 
That's an uh-huh. interesting movie. I, I haven't heard that reference in a long time. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. It was just, but it was an interesting storyline. Looking back on it, they made some comments to it. There's a couple of cousins that got shipwrecked on a boat and ended up like starting a family, more or less. Well, I mean, they were kind of yeah, out that of was options. Your only option was that, or it's either that or <laughs> celibacy, and it's like, right. well, cousins, <laughs> third, maybe. third cousins, Sorry. tough times, calls for. Tough right. choices. He he was saying that it cost him twenty thousand dollars to become a citizen. You you've yes. you've in, in encountered some of these situations before, yeah. What 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 are your? Yeah, I mean, I immigrated here. I didn't have to pay a lawyer. Um, I did it all without a lawyer, so I did like all the forms myself, and there, there were like no shortcuts for me. So I just had to do it all myself. So it does make it a bit cheaper, but it makes it much harder, much longer. What? I wish I knew the lawyer. <laughs> what, 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 was there any benefit doing it by yourself? How much more? I mean, did you save 20 grand or what? What? I don't know. It probably still costs like five, but I imagine it took about two years right. longer. Interesting. No, Yeah, I would imagine it, it probably took about that much longer. Um, but my theory was like, oh, I can just fill these forms out. Like, what do these lawyers even do? I mean, um, you know, I doubt there's a huge benefit to it. I just didn't have enough information. Right. So I just kind of went ahead and did it that way. But now I've seen other people do it and use lawyers. Right. Um, yeah, it would have been way easier. Because you, you barely have to do anything, right. man. Just pay your bill. That's it. Just keep you paying. have to prove, too, in order to be a citizen that you married somebody or something or have a job over here. What's the requirements? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it mostly always is uh, that you uh, are married. I mean, you can get in with certain work visas. Then you get, um, like, your alien registration card. You'll get, like, um, I think it's, like, the green card first. And then you get your citizenship. But, yeah, there's pretty strict requirements. I mean, you can't just, you really can't just, like, come do, over do, here. Like correct me if I'm wrong, but do, do Americans experience that same kind of process trying to become citizens in other countries is it just as difficult or is that privy just to i think it depends which country you know i don't think it's all that easy to just for an american to just immigrate to england you know it depends on the country because and probably like the country's resources so like if you wanted to move to sri lanka it probably wouldn't be super difficult um you know, it, it's all a question of like how many they can let in. They don't want you to be a drain on society, that right. sort of thing. Right. You know what I mean? It's a bit like that. Um, anyway, Joe was talking a little bit about Liver King. I think Liver King, this was the first time that he'd been brought up on, on the podcast. And Joe was like, yeah, 100% do steroids. You, do you follow no that doubt. guy? I didn't realize everybody knew about that guy. I follow that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I follow that guy. He's he's just a wacko. You he's gotta like watch him. Pulling stuff with his teeth. No, I thought I was like somehow an outlier by knowing about that guy. I didn't know everybody knew about him. He's a uh, he's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty popular. He's liver king here. Uh, he's just eating straight livers and bone marrow and all that stuff and drinking blood too. Like I, I I've gone down a rabbit hole with that guy quite a few times actually. <laughs> he, I think he eats like rolled. Bull do you think he's on steroids? Joe called him straight out like that he was on steroids. He said it was all a gimmick. What do you think, dude? He's ginormous. I mean, he's probably. I mean, he's probably like, six foot. He's definitely jacked. But the amount of working out and 
if he's really eating like that, like I don't think that it's that far off. He doesn't. Nah, he, I, I don't know. He doesn't I, have steroid muscle. I mean, Joe would know better than I. At least he might be doing testosterone, but full fledged, just I don't know. I, th- I think that Joe is pulling from that um, more plates, more right. dates guy that does the video analysis of like people's right. physiques, and I think they did one and concluded that it was. But when it's I think of st- when I think of steroid I mean, body, his body is not what my mind goes to. You know what I mean? What do you think? Of? I mean, he's, he's massive. massive, but he just seems like he's cut like a caveman. Like that's what I would think. Like a caveman would be cut. Like is he's not like veiny and all. I don't know. Like I've seen guys on steroids. Well, it depends how many you do. I mean, yeah, he's not a Mr. Right. Olympia, but. You know, those guys have got steroids squirting out of their Man, eyeballs. He's, he's hucking, and he's doing. He's carrying stuff on his back. He's got like five plates that he's dragging in his teeth and stuff. So, I don't. I don't. <laughs> that can't be steroids. <laughs> I don't know. I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it, it's, he seems to be on a daily basis as very consistent. I mean, when you're doing that stuff every day, who knows? Look, he's definitely working out hard, and he's definitely eating a shitload of protein and the rest of it, but he that's an unusual Agreed. size for any human being. And he is right. older. It's not like he's, like, 25. Yeah, he's so that kind of plays he's in as well. He's got two kids and a wife. He's probably in his, I don't know, late 30s, 40s, I imagine. Yeah. You think 40s imagine. older, huh? What is it he does? How does he make his money? Uh, he's got all of us listening to him, so I imagine he's capitalizing on his... I don't know fame. I don't. I really don't know. But I know. I know he's got those bone marrow pills that he promotes all the time, and a few supplements. I know he's got a supplement company. But oh yeah, that's probably what it is. I, I guarantee he has that. <laughs> they were talking about a little bit about how SNL is like super woke right. now, and you know what? How that show is just kind of. Uh, I don't know, lost like its spark for comedy because it used to be Dude, wild. I'm, SNL used to be like the place to go for like really wild I stuff. I looked forward to that show as a kid, you know? Like it was literally like he looked it forward to Saturday night. Yeah, does anyone <laughs> give a shit anymore? I can't remember the last time I watched it. You know what I do like to watch is the weekend update with those two guys, uh, Che. And uh, whoever Scarlett Johansson's okay. husband is, I, I don't think I've seen. I He's the other him. guy. But that's good because they do like the joke swaps <laughs> where they write jokes for each other, and the and Che always writes like the most racist uh, sounding stuff for the white guy to say, and he's just getting brutalized with it. It's a good angle. I mean, that's that's a fun way of doing it. But yeah, the rest of it, and then like with Pete Davidson being on there because. I don't know. I think that guy seems like a wacky you think? guy. Well, to date, he he seems like it. To date, what's your um? I he's a funny guy. I mean, I I've actually seen. I don't want to say in depth interviews, but I've seen behind his. I don't know if you know his whole story. His dad died in the nine eleven situation. He was a firefighter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made jokes about it, but you could tell he's depressed. I mean, he's a younger guy. I think he was like probably 15 or 16 when that happened. So that obviously has a lot of influence on your life. And then I don't know. He dated Ari- Ariana Grande. It's crazy how in Hollywood your significant <laughs> other can kind of 
represent your character a lot of the way. I guess that's in life in general, but she was kind of nutty. She dated this other rapper, Mac Miller, who was one of my, like one of my guys and to follow that. And then now he's following Kanye. It's interesting. I wonder what these goes through these people's. Are they just doing everything for show? I mean, no, they just go to the same party. So they meet all these people. Um, uh, It seems like the more. Yeah. So Pete Davidson is 28. 9-11 9-11 was uh, 21 years ago. So he was only seven. He was real young when that seven, happened. So, yeah. there's a st- He's got a couple of good yeah. movies. But, I mean, I've just seen him make reference about it in interviews and stuff. You could tell. As it would affect anybody, you could tell it affected him. It's more moral of that mm. story. Yeah, it's a brutal, brutal thing to go through for sure. What about the stories of, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Kid Rock? Tommy Lee <laughs> wanting to fight Kid Rock. And then, uh, what was it? Tommy wanted to, like, reached out to Joe to right. have him train. That's great. Train him to fight. Mm-hmm. Ah, I, my money's on Kid Rock. He seems yeah, like he would just friggin' just smack you upside the head. Like, like when, <laughs> when Joe just described him, I was like, oh, yeah, I could see that. And he's a redneck for sure. Like, he's got a nice right hand, I'm sure, with that Coors Light in the left. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. His house uh, sounded dope. Crazy. So, he built like a White right, House, his own right. White House. Uh, yeah, that sounds pretty sick. With a giant elevator. It's only two, it's only two bedrooms, yeah. too, I think he said, which is even sicker. That's they, they, not to, just go like, ahead. just like big open holes then? <laughs> I, I mean, all I picture is like just an open warehouse, but I guess it's the White House, just an open White House. Oh, dude, I got to talking about talking about Joe training people. Elon Musk reached out. Oh, he reached out to Elon to talk about fighting. I didn't realize. I mean, if if we if that comes a time when we're like, all right, this isn't real life anymore. It's that day. The day that we're all like the greatest pay-per-view in the history of time. (laughs) Just watching Elon Musk, the world's richest man, fight. Winner take, <laughs> Vladimir winner take Putin. all. Uh, Putin's what? He said he was a judo champion, too, or, or a, at least trained, right? He's, he has a black belt That's, in judo. Joe's pretty sure it's yeah. legit. Like, he's seen him train, like, seen videos of him, and he's like, yeah, that guy knows That's what he's doing. So that would actually be very difficult for Elon, other than Elon is way right. big. I mean, he's a big guy. So. I don't know. Just the fact that Elon was like, how epic would that be as a response? I'm like, this guy's a wild animal. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, it seems, Elon's, to me, it seems like he somewhere has humanity at his at his core. I mean, he's he's saying that you need to travel to Mars in order to keep the human race rolling, so. Yeah, he's all, hold on, first I gotta fight let, this let dictator. Fight and then put up satellites. I, and- speaking of Speaking of Putin and and uh, Elon, they were making reference to like this <clears throat> disorder that if you hang around schizophrenics and you hang around people like that, that you have an, a tendency of adopting kind of those behaviors. <clears throat> and it was interesting. I had my aunt here recently, just over the weekend. She's seventy four. She's in, she has great wits about her, and she's great. Like she's very alert and whatnot. She was telling me stories about taking care of people with dementia 
And like, I'm the, the stories that she's telling me over and over again about how, like just the questions that they get asked, like consistently, like that kind of behavior has to take its toll on you. What, what have you heard of anything like that before? Are you saying that if you like, you hang around with people with either dementia or schizophrenia, it starts to yeah, rub off on like you. Like I could see it being a thing that could happen quickly. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're not really like learned behaviors. Well, so I don't, I don't know why you would, um, pick them up. Oh, if you're yourself. just around somebody that's living in an alternate universe and you, there's just like continue, I, I don't know what reality is in the first place, but, but if you're around somebody who like, she was saying, where's my dog, where's my dog. And they ended up stuffing a dog. So she would stop asking about the dog and now she just carries around the stuffed dog. And I'm like, and I'm, oh, thinking, wow. I'm like just picturing, <laughs> and in order to even like think that up or to like, I mean, any part of that scenario just seems a bit awkward. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. It, I mean, look, that's a tough job to look right. at, but like that right. for sure. It must be, it must be really. Taxing. I was, I was thinking as she was telling me the stuff that goes on too. I was like, I'll tell you one thing: there is not a whole lot of dementia jokes out there, but there's a lot of funny stuff that she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a sensitive issue, I, right. I think. That one, I, I get it. Will Smith would probably slap you. Makes sense. All right, let's jump over to uh, Antonio Garcia Martinez. This guy was an interesting yeah. dude for sure. What what did, were you saying? His background? He's was? a tech entrepreneur, writer, and he was a Facebook product manager. From from what I took from it, he was basically one of those guys that started. Uh, the ad platforms, more or less. Um, oh, so we have him. him to I blame. guess it's to blame. I, it's, yes, yes. I mean, now that we do more research and we realize how valuable our data is and how lucrative it's become for other companies, you obviously see the benefit of it. But that said, I do say that a lot of those ads that they've given me have, I mean, I don't want to give them any credit, but it seems that they know the right ads to give me a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to look at it in that way as a benefit because, I mean, remember back in the day when we watched TV and it's just like whatever they play, it's like another car yeah. commercial or whatever. And it's, you know, and as a kid, the only commercials you ever cared about were the ones around Christmas because they're all selling right. toys. You're like, oh, finally, good, good commercials. <laughs> right. Stuff Mom, I watch this. See. Watch this. Right. Yeah. It's like you don't care about catheters, right. do you? I did find it interesting that he cruised right over into the Ukraine right when all this stuff started going on just to get a hands-on perspective. Dude, what a lunatic, <laughs> honestly. Would you go over there given the chance? Uh, this sounds so selfish, but I probably wouldn't run to the Ukraine, but if like something in, I don't know, the Caribbean or somebody, somebody needs some help over there, <laughs> I might go over there. But, but not if it was a war. I'm not like running to a, a war yeah. unless you were like so committed you were going to fight in it. What would, but it just seems like that's a that's a crazy thing. What would, do, are you, do you feel that attached anywhere in America either? Like I'm thinking to myself like I would protect my spot right here. But to be like I'm so like I'm for California or I guess it would be the United States. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be different. I, I Let's say, for example, England was getting invaded. Now, number one, I'm 40, <laughs> and I have 
zero military training. So I, I don't know how useful I would be even if I could do anything. But let's say I was in a position where I could, um, and it and it looked like England could be under major attack and needed support. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. You know, that's like my homeland and all my family. Would you there. feel some sort of attachment to to protect that land per se? I mean, I I, I heard I heard your, um, your preface, but I'm just saying. Yeah, in a sense. I mean, I wouldn't want anyone to take it right. over. I mean, if if it was like, you know, they're in a tough spot in the Ukraine, so they really do need fighters. They need people to head there and help and be a part of it. It was something like 100,000 people that have fled right. have gone back there right. to fight. I mean, that's some nationalism right, right there. He was saying that the Russians didn't come with enough guys, like for sure, from his standpoint. And they're just riding down the streets in their tanks, like with no like ploys. They're just picking them off, more or less. I don't know if they're picking them off, but oh, and getting stuck in the yeah. mud because it's like the muddy That's season. Not... Seems like the wor- they seems like a bad time know, to invade. I know Putin season. fired a bunch of his administrators because they kind of this bad intel, more or less. From I remember Baker saying that on one of his. So it is interesting. Uh, but Putin's in a position now, and only uh, I don't know enough about it, but it seems like they're just provoking him to the point where it's like you're asking me to either put up or shut up, and he's already killed however many troops and however many Ukrainians. It's at this point, it's like what's stopping him from continuing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's just going to run out of resources eventually and bankrupt his, company, uh, his whole country, which is, I mean ultimately i mean i don't know at what point he becomes you know one of those war criminals that needs to be overthrown you know is he powerful enough to just like get away with this and then we do nothing they say, um i'm sure that all these other countries aren't going to let him get away I mean, with he's this. been in power since 99 they said that's insane like 23 that's I think, and time. the thing is, is I think the narrative that he keeps on trying to push is that he's trying to protect the Russian people. Meanwhile, the Russian people are like, "Please stop doing this shit. This, this is to make this. Not, you're not talking on our behalf anymore." You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's just scary right. stuff, and you know, my heart goes out for all the innocent people that are like in the middle of this that were just trying to live their lives, and now they're. You know the buildings have blown up. Yeah, it's. I don't you feel disconnected? Like I, Joe is even talking about that too. He's saying how he when he goes to bed, he's thinking about what's going on in these other countries. It's interesting how the narratives obviously shifted from the vaccines and whatnot to war, which makes sense given the circumstance. But isn't it interesting too? That I can't remember who said it. If it was Antonio or Joe, but he was like, "All oh, the the vaccine." The vaccine experts have turned into foreign policy diplomats now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, that's a good, like that's over, a good thing. Oh, Just people that like talking, like they like, know everything because oh, they read it on CNN. Overnight, you became a, you were a scientist. Now you're a uh, foreign policy leader. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we are clearly yeah, neither. neither one. So, yeah. Uh, I'll say the same thing Joe says. Right. Don't listen to us. I did please. like it that he ta- I mean, <laughs> he talked about that. Just don't don't do anything we n- say. That, not that's as not important. very often. 
you were talking about people in Israel, how they're always constantly happy and, and laughing and dancing. And he goes, I, I, it brought it home for me when he asked the guy why he was always dancing. He goes, in Israel, you never know what's going to happen. Like, every day is just like borrowed time, you know? So you get bomb, bombed at any yeah. time. He's like, why not just celebrate? I, I bet they have very little like wokeism <laughs> in Israel. You know, like complaining about being right. triggered. It's like, hey, they get triggered when somebody, you know, sends a rocket into their <laughs> city. It, it, but they were talking about that. They, uh, I think it was Antonio was saying that, um, you know, every now and again or every generation there should be a war because then people will p- put their fucking priorities in order. Right. And and I, I obviously don't want there to be a war every generation. Like, that's problematic, right? I, I, because people die, and that's awful. But how long do you go without war before people just find any old thing to complain about and they forgot what it's like to really struggle? And come together and work together and and appreciate what they have. Calibration for sure. He he was made. He just said they invented football for that case. You remember him talking about that? He goes, they invented football for that specific reason, so that people had something to get their aggressions out. Because people are inherently want to do that. I think. Be able to see combat or be a part of some sort of combat. It, there's something to that, I'm sure. I mean, they used to say that about the Gladiator Games for the people in Rome. They were so disconnected from all the wars that were happening around it in order to keep them, I guess, calm and focused or whatever they created the games so that they had this kind of violent entertainment. And I think the idea was, one, to distract the people and also... um kind of maybe get that energy out of them so that they weren't committing so many crimes or causing I wonder problems. how much premeditated behavior is based on distracting the people, even in our own government. Like, you think? So much. They come yeah, up no with doubt. these things. It's like, I mean, I don't think it's this giant conspiracy. It's like we require entertainment. That's why there's so many TV channels. Like, we require this kind of distraction well, saying, but it's it's like people ask i'm saying for it. is it built that way in, in such a way for the news to be like look over here we're gonna do this so look over here oh yeah almost like look at covid right. look at this war and then the whole time like you know the banking systems are defrauding that's my, everybody that's my question like what <laughs> when you say, when you say it with such relativity man. it's even more frightening <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you can make some good comedy <laughs> it's, bits. It's from not that. a secret I'll tell you that much because of like the Jesus. absurdity. Mm. They talk a bit about what uh, he calls hustle porn, <laughs> which a... I really liked. Like all the all uh, a lot of the types of pages that I follow anyway, because they do. They like spur you on, get you moving. Like this is the keys to success, or this is how you do this, this, and this. And I think they are like important motivating reminders. But there almost is, like, too much of that now, in a way. Right. It's like I never thought that there would be too much of, a, of like, a positive thing. But it's like everybody's jumped on board. Everybody has the answers. And it's like, are you guys even doing any of this stuff? Or you just say <laughs> and it. And then the people that actually are doing it, that aren't posting it, become, like, 
somehow resentful of the people that are faking it. I, I don't know, because I'm, I'm on the other side, because I've seen it be so saturated at this point where it's just... I don't know. I guess if you're going to saturate something, positivity is a good thing to focus on as opposed to negativity. At least you're watching some good stuff. I get the hustle porn thought process, but I don't know. I would prefer that as opposed to the other, but I do see the, the actual, uh, what, 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 what comes behind it isn't necessarily there and who's saying it and, and, and at what cost. Yeah, I mean, but is there a downside to it? Could there be? I, don't know. I mean, okay, so you're looking at all these pages. Even the people saying it really don't live up to it. But is that I mean, all bad? Like when you say when, good, when you say things. that word, the people of hustle porn that pop into my mind are straight up Gary Vanderchuk, David Goggins, Jocko Willink. Like, there's not. I sift through the other stuff. I think so. Like when I think of the guys that are, if you want to call it hustle porn, I keep my hustle porn tight. Because I, I still look up to those dudes, and I still find I still draw on that kind of motivation. So I see what he's saying, but I, it's also what you're tailoring your feed to be to. I think too. Yeah, I I, I think the best thing about um, Instagram or any of these feeds are just like sarcastic, hilarious right. memes. I that, like that to me is like the most important trash can <laughs> poll. Um, anything that um. Uh, what's his name? Kyle Dunnigan oh, puts Pelosi, on that. that Pelo- Did you um, see Trans Trump? Ooh, that was a good one. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> so good, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it's so perfect. If Trump thought he could win that way, guaranteed he'd probably right. do it. He'd probably do it. He's he's just that he's... much of a winner. He's just gonna be like, I'm gonna win. <laughs> this is the way to do it. Just throws a wig on. Doesn't even try. That was a. Uh... Uh, what did you think of Joe when he was he kind of discussed an interesting part about the podcast and th- this always stands out to me because like we podcast about his show so when he was talking about how Red Band first pointed out to him and was like Joe did you see how many downloads the last episode got he's like no how many and then he's like right. two million and that's when he started to realize like holy shit what is happening like but he just couldn't believe it and he didn't know what it was, why that was even happening, and that's so many people. And this is like back in the day when no right. podcasts are really getting Two those kind of numbers. crazy. I mean, no one had even got close. He never is advertised anywhere. He's never promote, <coughs> excuse me, promoted the show, and that's true. Even when he went on other people's podcasts back in the day, he never was like, "Oh yeah," and also listen to my Ever. show, and like he never did anything like Ever. that. Ever. That's what. No, he's never brought it up at like the UFC or just nothing like that. He could have sponsored the UFC. They could have had a massive Joe Rogan experience, um, you know, image in the middle of the UFC if he wanted. Bro, he's, he's, but no, he he's stuck to his it. gun since day one, and there's so much integrity, and that's what shines through. That's why he gets to just beat all these little cases that come against him, if you want to call them cases, because it's just null and void, because... He has a track record that's pretty solid at this point. Yeah, I mean, he has a genuine curiosity, right, right, towards the podcast. And he's always been interested to hear from people. um, And and he enjoys it. He enjoys what he's doing. I mean, that's a big part of it, too. Um, 
you know, I, I saw a clip of him today, and, and it's actually from one of the ones that we review next week, but I might as well cover it now because it's relevant. And he was saying that, I think it was Josh Barnett he was talking to, and uh, he said, look, if they if anyone tries to change this show and, like, put real restrictions on what he could do, he's like, I'm out. He goes, well, I'm, I'm just not right. going to do it. If, like, there's enough censorship that came into the space, he's like, I just, I won't, I'm not going to just fit whatever right. the mold is and and do that and that's a powerful play when you're talking about a 200 plus million dollar empire that oh, he's yeah. building i mean for him not to be like okay i'll follow right. these rules now it's, it's impressive it's smart i mean at the end of the day because what is, he doesn't have anything to lose other than money and obviously he's got enough of that at this point so yeah do you ever have enough I don't know. You t- t- tell a billionaire that. I like to that. believe so, but I hear you. You like to, yeah. Mm. One day, one day we have enough. All right, let's jump over to um, Ali Sadiq. Um, I know a little bit of his comedy. I've seen it before. He is a very funny, funny yeah. guy. Uh, ton of energy. He builds up that energy really well throughout his sets, and and you can kind of hear it like throughout his his rantings right, right. on his podcast. He's a little hard to follow at, at some point. He would he would like n- not quite finish a sentence sometimes. <laughs> he would just talk a bit and then jump to something else and wow. and it was I, I found it difficult to follow some of what he was saying. I like that he wants to fight Cat Williams though. I found I was that hilarious. Say, that's the first thing I have in my notes here. He's ready to fight Cat. Would you fight Cat Williams? Cat Williams would get mopped up. <laughs> He's tiny. It's true. He's tiny. It, well, it, isn't he a crackhead? It depends on his crackhead. It's got to be what you're right. Take it easy on Cat. He's, but you're right. He has gone down some road. I, I'm not no, making he's, this up. Like I he's one of, that's, he's, he's a had fan. a problem. He is a fan. They were talking about Floyd Mayweather and, and getting a beard implant in Turkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he hasn't, he hasn't had a beard. <laughs> he's 40 years old. He hasn't had a beard to this day. All of a sudden, has full a full beard. beard. I don't know about this. Like you, you got to accept the hand you were dealt in a lot of. Like, don't get me wrong. You can work out, eat healthy. You can make some real changes. If you really struggle to lose weight, and you have to eat like way more salads than other people to get in a better shape. Like, yeah, that's rough. Like that sucks for you that you don't get to eat whatever you want. You, but you can make those changes, and that's good. But yeah, you can't just be like a guy and be like my beard sucks or. I need a well, big dick. Or, I mean, you know, it's like the, you got to accept that what's said, happening. Floyd Mayweather walks around with a bag of a million dollars in his pocket. Just like I think he hires a guy to carry around a million dollars just because that's who he is at this point. You're like, I guess I go get yeah. a beard in Turkey. Fuck it. He can afford it. <laughs> Saying that though, too, like I'm not. I like don't really judge stuff like that. I mean, when they were talking about those other guys. That had spent like almost a million dollars on surgeries. That's an issue because there's just no way around it. You look ridiculous. And we know that it's also kind of an external (sighs) expression of your like internal um, problems. (laughs) And I know that uh, we're we're technologically savvy and uh, our medical devices are very forward, but I'm pretty sure you're putting yourself at a high risk at any given time, anytime you get a surgery from, I'm not, I'm no, I'm no scientist, but 
I'm sure I'm sure beard implants are safe yeah. or hair implants for the most part, but if they're like cutting into your Seems muscles to put other like muscles. Yeah. padding or silicon th- yeah, I mean that's that's, that's getting a bit much. Things can go quick pretty wrong. I imagine. Yeah. I- and imagine how stupid you're gonna feel if you have a botched surgery that was. I was getting calf implants and I had to remove my, my leg because I like that's a shitty story to tell at a dinner party. Yeah. You got gangrene, so they remove one leg, but your other leg has a really nice calf and you're like, Well one worked. Nice. They were doing two calf. for ones. It was it was <laughs> It worked out. I had a coupon. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I think a big part of existing as a life form or a human at least is accepting, you know, kind of a lot of what you were given and handed. I think that's part of the journey. You've just got to, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't try and make your life better in however way you can, but you can't you can't fake I, it like that. It's not the way it works. It's like somebody that does like a fake English accent and they're right. not from England, and then they. I'm not even gonna attempt know. that. <clears throat> but yeah, you could. You know, on that same note, talking about getting twenty thousand dollar calf implants, they were talking about spending money on weddings and stuff. And he was like, "So I'm gonna go spend thirty grand on a wedding for somebody that I already live with, and then we're gonna go back to our two bedroom apartment." I don't know what clicked whenever he said that yeah. to me, but I'm like, I wonder how many people have gone through that process, saving up, saving up, six weeks, twelve weeks, three months. You're supposed to you're supposed to spend this much on a wedding ring, because everybody else says you do, and and then you go spend the money on this wedding, and you come home and you're like, we did the whole thing, and then you're like, all right, now our credit card bills are da 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 da, and now we have this. It's like. Where is, uh, am I a cynic just for thinking of that? Or is that just like, uh, uh... I I think you're just a, a guy thinking of that because a lot of times the men will pay for it. And we're, it, that day is not for us. Like it's definitely for the, for the person you're marrying most of the time. Like it's their like, big day. A, that's a weird concept. So, is there, and, and this is not me being selfish, but is there any other time where you're like, all right, this is, or they just assume that every other day is guys day is is that i know what's our day i'm just curious and i'm not trying to ruffle any feathers but it's an interesting thing and this whole like happy wife happy life thing and like these little narratives like i just i'm not i'm (laughs) i think it represents the provider that's fine i'm cool with man i'm cool with that but the (laughs) but the things that are associated with that like those i don't want to say those schmoes or those guys that are going through life if they ever if i ever hear that like happy wife happy life at like a dinner party or a wedding i'm like oh please stand far away from me (laughs) (laughs) i want i want nothing to do with you i always like it when i hear that people um and this is usually when it's like someone's second wedding or third or it's like an older couple but when they just leave and go to hawaii and do it with like three of their best friends and it's like oh you skip right to the good bit so that's i mean that seems like the smartest play if we're gonna take if we're gonna learn lessons from other people's mistakes and and uh uh, accomplishments I i don't know I guess it just is one of those things, too. A lot of times you do it for your family. Like, if you have a big family, it brings the two families together. It's probably the only time that they meet. So everybody gets together, and they kind of celebrate it together. I'll give it that. Um, There is some of that going on. 
But I, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I've already been married though, so I've been through. <laughs> he it. was talking about. <laughs> Not that I ever want to get to this spot, but he's like, "Yeah, my knuckles kind of messed up because I smashed the windshield, and I had to get my my, my steering wheel bent back up." <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, imagine how hard like, you have Jesus, to punch a steering wheel to do that." <laughs> I mean, I'm learning as I get older. It's it's up to you to ingest what comes your way, and then how you respond is on you. Easier said than done, a lot of the time, but. Yeah, what do you think caused that? What, what's it's probably uh, a woman? A uh, hundred. There's like nothing that makes uh, you more 100%. mad. Than that. And, and the weird thing is, is when you're dealing with that, to even whenever you're like, all right, I'm not going to give this away. I'm just going to keep this energy. I'm going to take a deep breath. And I'm just going to be quiet. That somehow seems to backfire a lot of the time too. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, they well, people want a reaction. <laughs> You know, you just stand there and you're like, I'm not getting into this. And they're like, I need you I need to. you to bang your head against like, well, the pole. I just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. dude, I'm trying my best to not do that. But, uh, I need you to feel the same amount of emotion I, yeah, that I'm I, feeling I, right now, but in an aggressive way. I get that. I don't know. <laughs> well, they did say, they were saying that, it, that there was a bunch of violence in I know. lesbian relationships. I didn't I did. know that. Uh, is that a thing? I mean, well, I mean, I've, really? not, I've never been in a lesbian relationship personally, but <laughs> I, well, I take that back. I have been. I, <laughs> but you've wanted to be. I take that back. I've been in a couple. Um, <laughs> no, I've, I've I've heard of that, and you could see it. As, you don't want a blanket statement, but I've I've witnessed situations where I could see. I don't know. Like they said, I think it kind of gets kicked under the rug a lot of the time as a girl fight who knows i mean i guess that's just to be interpreted on every situation i don't think that's a yeah to be clear we're not we're not saying that no, this is fact not we're at all just reporting on what they right. said but it's an interesting thing to think about i mean i guess you have to assume that in any style of relationships there is the right. potential for domestic but that's just one that you don't you don't really consider sure. ever and but saying that, I mean, Ali had some pretty wacky opinions about you know gay couples and gay couples adopting dogs. I mean, right. not dogs, kids, and how the kids I, would. Turn I think out that comes and, from his. Uh, you know, I I don't think he's basing this on a lot of. I think that experience. comes from time in prison and his own perspective too. I'm sure. He, I think he's he looks like he's a Muslim too. I would assume his name is Ali Sadiq, and he was wearing a. I might be jumping to conclusions, but I have a feeling. Oh, so yeah, it might be traditional, right. um, like thinking as well. It, it's possible. I mean, yeah, he does carry right. a knife everywhere. When he went to Canada, and they were like, "Why do you have a knife?" Right. I get it. I mean, no one has knives in England. Like you, you can't even carry one over there; it'd be illegal. And ever since I've lived in the U.S., I I will always have one on me. But I don't think of it like him. Like he was talking about to, for self defense. I mean, I guess it could be used for that. But like, I don't want to be stabbing anyone right. anyway. It's it's just kind of like a yeah. useful tool have a to have on you. On, on it's your like shirt handy. Yeah, <clears throat> I get it. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. They were making some MMA references, and the one guy that who's never been like, "I want him," has been Deontay Wilder. Like nobody's been like, "I want Deontay Wilder." <laughs> Did you notice that? Oh, to, yeah. to fight like him. You never heard. So- I mean, um, th- no, that's not true. I mean, Tyson Fury oh, wanted him. Okay. Yeah, but I they were talking about um oh Ka- uh, Usman. Kamara Usman. I take I take that. Yeah, the I UFC Usman because Connor uh, Connor right. called that's Usman right. out, 
and nobody's ever really wanted to fight Usman because Usman Connor called Usman out. Yeah, I don't know what Connor's up to. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, he just knows it's That's a big right. payday, but I mean, he's not gonna. It, it would be a massive payday, and maybe it would also be like um, a loss that he could take and just be like, "Oh well, you know, of course I lost." I mean, it's Usman; he's one of the best. Because otherwise, what Connor has to come back and do is fight people in his weight class that he's was always in. Uh, you know, between the two. Uh, I guess like 155 for him. And there's some real killers in there. I mean, I don't know how he's looking right now. He's had his breaks right. in his leg. Um, I mean, he's big. He's put on a lot of weight, so he may even have to move up. But could he come back and have a real run at the division again? Probably not. But would everyone still want to watch his fight? Yeah. So he almost has a choice of like, do I just pick fights that, he has a chance of winning him, but still could be seen as big fights like him and Nate Diaz three, something like that. Or does he use his power to just like put himself in like weird title contention where he really probably stands no chance? How does he put on all that weight? Is that juice or no? It doubtful because they're going to be testing him. I mean, he still has a UFC contract. I'm pretty sure if you have a contract, those, those, uh, um, Asada can I mean, test you looked, whenever. He, he looks so like he's, he's. I mean, he swelled up a lot. I mean, for sure. But remember, he's still pretty young, and he's probably got perfect right. diet and nutrition and training. Um, I mean, he's eating right. a ton to get there for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is possible. I you can still take other stuff. I'm pretty sure they can take like a ton of creatine right. and. There's quite a few other things, and think of the resources he has for, for, you know, the type of things he could take uh, to get big. I mean, he has it all. True, it's possible. The last thing I want to end on is um, Ali wanting to become president. After Joe said, "What would you do to sort things out?" I mean that that went downhill fast. I mean, he immediately made himself a dictator and was literally just pulling everyone's dicks off if they committed crimes. I, I Again. <laughs> other than it being funny, I don't Again. know if that really is Again, the way. he only has his frame of reference. He's well-cultured, and he's he's lived a different life than us, so he's got some dicks to pull. That's very true. That's very true. Maybe, maybe that's, how, that's how it works in prison, to get people to behave themselves. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, all the links to everything are in the bio. Follow Garrett on the gram. And uh, tune in for Peace next Peace and week. love. Peace and love. Laters.